0: Welcome to the MLS Cup winning counter press podcast. I'm your host Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you feeling tonight?
1: Oh man, what can, what can really be said after a game like that, right? I'm, I'm sure we've heard it from every pundit on the planet, from every fan that was on, you know, every every LFC fan on Twitter, whatever it may be. You know, again, just the catharsis of, like, you know, just to, probably just watching a game like that let alone winning a game like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's only so much you can say to, to describe what it feels like to to be in this moment, which is like, I'm glad that we took a day to kind of just be able to celebrate and enjoy um, before coming back to, uh, you know, look at it a little bit deeper. But, oh man, like I said, that, was easily one of the most stressful <laughs> moments I've experienced as a, as a sporting fan. Dude, um, I
0: was touch and go for large yeah. stretches of that game. <laughs> so,
1: um, t- so, th- I, in 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 Gareth Bell fashion, um, I had gone home to visit my parents with my family for the weekend, and we were playing golf with my sister and my brother in law. Um, was able to watch the first half at home. Our tea time was at two forty, right? So we were about the start of th- basically as we started the round is when Philly scored their first goal. Right? Yeah. And we had actually come up behind a group that you know kind of backed up a little bit on one of the holes. Came up behind a group and uh, the guy, one of the, the gentlemen ahead of us was getting rid of tee off, and right he's about to hit, um, is when Mario scored that second goal. I swear, I almost yelled out loud and probably got, got, would have got us kicked out of the course because, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and then, fortunately for everyone that was enjoying a round of golf today, um, right, that the The rest of the game played out, you know, as everyone was leaving, 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 um. So it worked out just just fine for us. So, um, yeah, again, to that game was something else, right? To say again, just to see, you know, to experience the ups and the downs, you know, again, um and then for the wait for the way that it finished with the storybook ending It's like what Carlos Vela said on his post game it went, it went from a halloween horror movie to a hollywood yeah. you know storybook ending all 100%. all within a span of about 15 minutes so i mean again it was just awesome to watch it all you know get glad to have been been able to enjoy that one so yeah
0: i think um honestly it's been a, it's been a fantastic week all like Ever since the Austin game, including the Austin game, really just this, where LAFC just come out and barnstorm them, um, and then I think everybody knows me at this point. I think I think uh, if there's not room for optimism, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to supply any false optimism, right? Uh, I like to try and be as cautiously optimistic as possible, but even in a week like like this, where your team is playing in the final I I still I still am a bit guarded about things uh did the super pod with um with the rest of the LAFC pod fam that was a great experience and honestly while I was on that show is kind of when it hit me like this is this is destiny for this team this team this team is going to win and it's going to be this crazy it's going to be this crazy experience for everybody um but just the way that everybody was talking about the team, and the way that anybody that was around the team talked about how calm they were, how the training was going, how anytime they interacted with anybody from players to staff to whoever, uh, how everybody was just one hundred percent bought in and and locked in to win this thing. And honestly, it was during that during that podcast that my that my hopes began to soar a little bit more. Um, and then, like I said, it was touch and go during that game. I mean, it was up and down, uh, several, several times. Um, but yeah, it, it just an incredible atmosphere that came through over the TV. I was watching, um, with some of my, with some of my players and their families that they wanted to have a party to watch it. I, w- I was planning on watching by myself so I could not show myself to be a fool <laughs> in, the, in this stressful situation. Uh, but they all they all wanted to have a party, so we all uh, went to somebody's house and watched, and uh, it was honestly just this great, great experience. Kellen Acosta gets the opener off of Jack McGlynn's face. Um, unclear whether it was actually on target or if it was going to do the typical Kellen Acosta free kick thing where it kind of just sails over the bar a little bit uh, too high. And LAFC looked to settle in a little bit and i mean it took a while they go into the half one nothing and even then i'm thinking we've blown a couple chances probably should be up two nothing similar to the austin game to be honest Mm -hmm. um but in the end it just became this epic thriller back and forth till the till the death and then that shootout holy smokes so much to talk about josh we're only like i i don't even know how to get to it all
1: yeah i mean again I'm sure we're preaching to the choir. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, has seen and heard everything, you know, every commentary yeah, in the sun yeah. of, as, as to what happened, you know, but obviously there's a, you know, there's a few things that we wanted to touch on um, <clears throat> throughout the course. And, you know, it's like, even with Acosta's first goal, right? Like the fact that, you know, Carlos is willing to give it up there, right? Which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, again, it just, it rarely happens, right? Unless it's, yeah. unless it's, you know, like, you know him just sending a ball in for, especially with with an f- opportunity on on goal, right? right? Like obviously, if it's a longer free kick, Kel- Kellen's usually the guy that's going to put it into play. Um, You know, versus um or obviously a, a, a corner from the left side mm-hmm. of the of the goal, right? Is usually the time where he's he's taking it, but you know, for Carlos to kind of you know take a step back, and again, I think also in that particular moment, right? Bella, Bella realizes, you know, that again, it's gonna take everyone, you know, like everyone to be at their best to win this game. Right. Yeah. Not that everyone played their best, but you're gonna need every you're gonna need everyone on the team to drag this one across the finish line, right? Because that's what championship games are about. Right? Like right. you <clears throat> you know getting. Rarely are these one one game, one game, you know, playoff games, good soccer. Right. Right. I mean, like in any in any league, any format, World Cup, the Champions League, they're generally terrible, terrible soccer. I mean, again, and it comes down to it's usually not who's the most dominant. It's who's who's going to make the least amount of mistakes. Yeah, right. Is, I mean, is, like,
0: yeah, unless it's like Germany Brazil in like 2014, right? Like, yeah. th- there's not there's not a whole lot of finals that you can point to. Like, like go back to what was it? Liverpool Spurs, right? The one nothing oh, like a handball, a handball in like the 20th minute or something like that, right? Yeah, um, you know, that's and so, how a lot of these
1: go. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of the, these situations where, you know, again, this is where this is where I came to be so much more comfortable with trying over the course of the season. Yeah. Because yeah. again, a lot, a lot of these American soccer guys, right. Especially if you're coming from the Bob tree, right. Fancy themselves to be right. These, you know, these soccer gurus or whatever the word may be, you know, like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to play a specific way. We're going to have this system that we have to stick to at all costs, or whatever it may be, right? And ultimately, when it comes down to it, right, an equal amount of championships are won, are won by guys who park the bus, mm. right? And again, and, and again, it, it doesn't have to. It's not always pretty, and sometimes, a lot of times, and Philly got got to that game by doing just that, right? Like they're gonna take a ton of fouls. I think they're I think they're the one of the most physical teams in the league, right? They're gonna they're gonna muck it up. They're gonna make it ugly. You know, like if you wanted a pretty soccer game, we, it would have been LAFC versus New York, right? Yeah. But with yeah. with Philly coming in there, I think we there was indications all around that again you were gonna have a Tronillo who's a lot more pragmatic, and a Curtin whose style in itself was one that again isn't isn't pretty soft soccer- No
0: I mean it's a very direct style of play they want to press you and they want to get an early ball into uh, into one of those three forwards being their their two strikers or their 10 right and then it, as, as we've discussed a couple times now once that ball goes in the 10 and the other striker are running off of them the fullbacks were already already moving forward even before the ball is played into their feet um, and so you're just flooding the box with numbers. It's not quite Barnsley ball right where it's just lump that thing into the penalty area and see what happens it's it is more sophisticated than that, but it is a very direct approach um, to just getting numbers forward and attacking with those numbers as quickly as possible
1: yeah we had talked about that I mean if you if you guys want go back to our preview episode where where Kirk really broke down how technical there that four4 two diamond. Really is because it's 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 a fun thing to watch for such yeah. a
0: direct team. It, it really is. I, I really do admire Jim Curtin for putting that all together. Like
1: it's and it's I and I will say legit. Curtin, you know, again for as as much as we hate to admit it at times, right? Curtin is a dang good coach. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. And to me, he's a little bit more tolerable than Schmetzer, right? Because I think Schmetzer tends to put it's it's Schmetzer's about doing less. Yeah. Right. Versus Curtin, it's. It's as a coach. Impl- he's able to implement his style or what what he you know his game plan without getting in the way of his guys. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. and he also puts his guys into the best position to succeed because I think when you look at that roster build, that's probably the best way to play, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. versus a team like I said, a Bob a Bob Bradley team where regardless of who's on that team, we have to play the specific way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why. You know, and I had asked you, uh, I think one time off, off, off the plot about whether Andre Orta would have ever got a, sh- you know, would he have been more successful under Torrindolo? And it's probably yes, but simply just because he would have been given a little bit longer leash, yeah, right? Or, yeah. or Terendolo would have found the system that fit. That's, Who's there?
0: For me, that's it. For me, that's it. It's. He's not going to be asked to do Latif blessing things because he's not Latif blessing right mm-hmm. and maybe and again this isn't to say that bob got it wrong with with andre Orta. it's just to say that like bob was extremely rigid in in his ideas and if you didn't fit exactly what he wanted you were gone right mm-hmm. um and i don't i don't think that's the case with charondolo it'll be interesting to see what he does uh in the future as like he has an entire off season to 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 influence uh transfers and to come up with something new for next year i am very interested to see um what they end up doing but that's that's for the cyber monday show in a few weeks so yeah i mean um,
1: and to be fair right when you look at how this whole season played out right yeah he's probably had some influence but really ultimately it's jt putting this team yeah together. And then it's up to the coach to kind of make it all work. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's last
0: year, Josh, you and I highlighted something over and over and over again. And that was a lack of veteran experience. Mm -hmm. That was, and that was a main theme similar to what the midfield depth has been this year for us. Like last year, the, one of the main themes of the podcast was, Hey, there's nobody that you can trust down the stretch. There's, you can't depend on a bunch of young kids like, yeah, they perform well, but they're going to be inconsistent. They're going to be streaky, right? Um, or in and the case what of did JT do? He listened to the podcast and he went out and he, he signed a bunch of veterans, right? And boom,
1: the double, right? Yeah. I there mean, you go. <laughs> in the, if, again, and if you look in the case of Philadelphia, you could put together an awesome group of young players. Yes. Only for that, that young player to get dunked on by Gareth Bale, who yeah. apparently can't kick a ball. You know, he can sure head it, but he can't kick. If Um, anybody
0: knows who the fifth penalty taker for LAFC was going to be, please tweet at us. I've I've tried to figure it out uh, online from my home in Arizona and I I can't figure it
1: out. Okay. And we'll have to get, we'll get to the, what we saw there um, here in a second. So, okay. To kind of get back to the run of the game, right? So you have that first goal from Acosta. Um, Was there anything in specific that you saw lefc doing you know that surprised you uh i don't know if
0: it surprised me i think you and i kind of talked about the fact that they would probably give up the ball a little bit or they might that you just you don't really know you don't like because because steve has been a little bit more uh flexible in what he does to, to suit his opponent um it's been a little, it's been a little less predictable and we've seen them uh, against the galaxy be fine without the ball. We've seen them with Austin where there's their high press didn't let Austin have much of the ball and they just kept creating uh, in rather direct fashion from there. Uh, and I mean, LAFC today or yesterday now um, they were, they were kind of fine to sit back and, in, you know, a bit of a mid block and, and let the game come to them and, just create off of turnovers and I think again you and I had talked about it that we didn't really uh, we didn't really think you had to give uh, your team much of the ball to, to create anything because Philly creates off of the press right I think the other thing that it does and this is a sneaky this is a sneaky uh, way to, to undo a 442 diamond is that if you give them the ball and they start to spread out, like one of the one of the easiest formations to pull apart is that four four two diamond because there's no width hmm. up front and there's no width until you get to the back four right. So if you just add a little bit of width in any of that, like in any of that area that they just concede to you, then you can pull them apart easy. So if you give them the ball and let them spread out on their own, and then when you turn them over, you spread them out even more. Like you can really unzip a four four two diamond that way. So, whether or not that was the that was the plan for Steve, I don't know. But that was like a secondary effect of whatever the game plan was at
1: you know at most. So I mean, and by do you mean like only Carlos Villa was providing with for LFC because everyone yeah, was tucked yeah. in tight. Like Buanga and and Cheeky felt like they were on top of each other at times. Right. But yeah, and and they they interplay fairly well. So I'm not. It, I don't think it was anything to like complain about in this particular, given their game plan. I, w- I was okay with it. Yeah. But literally Vela was the only one who was providing any kind of with. In right. Building. But I
0: mean, we kind of talked about this though, too, like they, with their fullbacks, like as soon as they get in possession, their fullbacks push so push so high, like they start to outnumber you real quick hmm. by, by adding all those guys behind your wingers. Right. So if Bowanga is not back, if Arongo's not back, and again, you let Vela be kind of the pivot man, right? He's just like the he's like the the hook and the hook and lateral, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's just out there to pivot off of once you win possession. um, and you put everybody else behind the ball, then, yeah, I, you can you can neutralize a lot of that, you know, a lot of that ad, one man advantage that they have in the midfield and then the advantage that they get from sending their fullbacks higher mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I, I I felt like um, again a little tense going into the halftime because it's like ah uh, are we letting them hang around too long? The answer was yes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they came out and and Philly came out and they were they were ready for it and they they started playing balls in even earlier from the wings, just like lumping in aerial crosses and LAFC was having a hard time with this. Um, I kind of feel like this is where they missed Chiellini the most. Uh, Jesus Murillo got the goal, the, the initial go ahead goal with in like the 84th minute. And for a lot of the rest of the game, he had, he had a rough go. Um, I think it's because he was tasked with being the primary ball winner. So like those initial balls coming in were his to win, I think. So Ibeaga just had to do cleanup duty. Ibeaga, uh, give the man his due Josh. Cause, uh, for as nervous as as you and I are when we see him on the field, he had he had a great game yesterday. Yeah,
1: I mean he's he was the definition of right up next man up, right? Yeah, and who was yeah. ready for the moment, who's ready to make um to make a play. Uh, you know, obviously, like you were saying, it was out of necessity, right? Because he is your fourth choice center back at that point. Because again, if if you do have Chiellini available, the likelihood is that Chiellini is the guy who's winning that is up front making yeah winning that first trying to make the first win the first ball and then Mario is the cleanup guy which he's excellent at that, that yeah. you know him yeah. cleaning up recovery runs that that is Mario's strong suit but having to be the initial ball winner I think he tends to just be a little bit over aggressive you know with his with his positioning and the, you know yeah. which gets him behind a little bit too much right which yeah. is why that other role suits him so much better Well um, the other
0: thing about Chiellini, that again it's like this it's like this underrated thing that you probably don't pick up on, but like if you go out and try and head a ball while some dude is like trying to muscle you off shoulder to shoulder, if he's backing up into you and you try and calmly head a ball into your teammates feet, like you're going to miss 50 times out of 50, mm. right? Maybe on the 51st, you'll get it. Like that's one thing that Keelani does is not only does he win all those balls because he's so well positioned, but he directs them in like back into play. So against Austin, when he's out there, like he's heading the ball right to the feet of Mario and, and Ilie and Palacios to point where, like you just get right back into the attack.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, and when you can, and I think that's probably where like, in that Austin game, right? You just see you have so many more opportunities there. Yeah, yeah, because again, like you're you, you're allowed to sit back a little bit deeper while still simultaneously counterattacking in an like, instant. Yep. Yeah. Right. Versus like you said, like you were saying, like. What it looked like in this part in this past in this last game, right? Was that you know, if Maria won the ball, then it was fine. But often it was Ibiaga having to really do a lot of work, yeah. You know, if yeah. when, when Maria was gonna you know, happen to misplay a ball, but mm-hmm. again, at the end of the day, job was done. They did what they did, they yeah. did what they could given the circumstances and were able to pull that one off. Because, yep. obviously, I don't, I don't. Without the way that the you know Ibiaga plays, I you know again that first it was like the first twenty minutes of the game he has a recovery run you know that that stops an opportunity there, um yeah. you know and, and so again again have to give props to the way that he played the way he stepped up and again this is this is everything that we've heard about Ibiaga over the course of the season yeah would you prefer to have any of our other three center backs sure I'm I'm sure every LaFC fan would have pref- loved to have seen healing out there if he was available. Yeah. However, right. The one thing that we've always known, right. Is that ibiaga has been a consummate professional and, and is a guy that in the locker room is no, you know, he seems to have been known for the way, you know, his professionalism, the way he puts in the work, all those different things. And so for our yeah. guys, and I, and again, it's the, it's the tail of the tape for the entire game and season for the mm-hmm. FC to be fair, right. It's, Guys who are consummate professionals stepping up in big moments where young players faltered.
0: Yeah, well, I, right. I mean, so let's 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 put a fine point on that one, right? Sebastian Ibeaga is kind of like the anti Mamadou Fall, right? Mm-hmm. Where Mamadou Fall has all the talent in the world, he is excellent, and I like—I mean, excellent in every single phase of the game. Um, it, like you couldn't ask for anything more in a young center back from Mamadou fall other than some professionalism. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is apparently the big rub. And, uh, so, I mean, our, our, us picking on Ibeaga goes back before Chiellini signed. Right. And Mamadou fall was benched and we weren't sure what was going on. And like Ibeaga kept getting starts and we like, nobody, we could tell that it was like not as good as it was when fall was out there. This is back when Segura's on the bench are hurt as well. Um, and then Chiellini comes, right, and Segura's back, and it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, now Ibiaga's back to you know being a bench role player where he should be, right? And so it kind of cooled down. Um, but then Segura gets hurt again, <laughs> Chiellini's hurt again, and where's Mamadou Fall? Mamadou Fall is in Spain, right? Because he they had to send him out on loan because he wasn't he wasn't happy with uh, Chiellini apparently coming in and and taking some shine from him, um, which is Weird, for sure, but you know uh, it's Ibeaga stayed, he was fine with his role, and uh, again, give the man his due because uh he he stepped up when we needed him most,
1: yeah, and again, when you watch and again let's let's fast forward that to so many other guys who have stepped up for this team, you know in again that that just have that professionalism in in their approach. Right, like, you know, there's a Always reason why it. this. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why this team got better after Brian Rodriguez left.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, it's another one. You know, it's like, and because you look at the way that Buanga carries himself, right? And he's only mm-hmm. been here for so long, but again, you t- you can tell he just has a professional approach to what he does. Yeah, right. Um, you look at you know the way. Kellen you know, Acosta
0: is another one I'd say that fits mm-hmm. that mold, right?
1: Yeah. Acosta Escobar, when you brought him in, obviously he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but he's another guy that that brings that that to the table. Um, and again, your 2022 MLS Cup MVP, John McCarthy. Is, is <laughs> I mean, again, this is an extra time, extra time dream come true. Yeah. Right? And the funny yeah. thing is like, it was self admitted by by the you know the MLS crew over there. It's like, you know, for bail for the casual. And for the average friend, right, bail that bail goal is gonna re- be replayed a billion times. Yeah. Right? Because it's Gareth Bale and it's mm-hmm. good marketing. But for the people who just are MLS nerds and that's what they care about more than anything, like John McCarthy being that story there is everything. Right. And again, oh, yeah.
0: I'm I'm sure they're already writing articles about post shot X G saved, whatever the whatever the ridiculous stat is that they're gonna use to mm-hmm and John McCarthy is, you know, the next, the, the second coming of, (laughs) of Andre Blake, right. Or whoever. But
1: but at the same time, it's like when you listen to, you know, again, the reason why I want, you know, like I, I think McCarthy is fully understanding what his role was with the team. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the way that he carried himself throughout the whole year, you know, I mean, you hear all you hear is good things about how he interacts with everyone else in the locker room. Yeah. Right. Um, And the, And like I said, I mean the the one moment that just always cracks me up is I think it was either in the Open Cup game or in the no not Open Cup, in the Club America game when they went into PKs, yeah. And I think he saved a couple there, but they said he was reading a menu, a takeout menu on the side of his water bottle because they didn't really have the same shot data, the same shot data that they (laughs) normally would have, Um, you know, just to psych people. And then if you watch the beginning of the of the PK shootout. Right as Gazdag is about to take his shot, he goes to ask Elfath a question.
0: Yeah. Comes off yeah. his
1: line to get, ask Elfath a question. And apparently there's actual data on this. Didn't know. Right. But all the data shows that the longer it takes for a shooter to take his penalty, the higher the chance of, that they're going to miss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that extra few seconds makes Gazdag think, oh, probably overthink it a little bit too much. He tries to smash it and slips. And it's then, like icing the kicker,
0: right? Yeah, and the, yeah, that's right. controversial, right? Do you do it? How many times do you do it? Do you do it on extra point? Whatever, right?
1: But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. And you know, also, you look at you look at stuff like that, but you know, then I listened to his post game interview, and he was talking about like, again, this is a guy that for that like, if if Kurpo doesn't get hurt, I'm not sure sees the field, right? No,
0: there's although, no way. There's no. Although
1: way. you know, although he, you know, there was. You know, he is known you know, he was the PK specialist. Maybe he does get in. Right. I don't know. I think
0: know. I think he is the penalty specialist of the two. Yeah. But I don't think there's a snowball's chance
1: that you pull Krapo in that, that moment.
0: That he pulls Krapeau off that line. There's I like I just Cirundalo is is rather conservative with his subs. I think that's one of the reasons that so many of his subs are effective is because he's He's not going to make a sub unless like it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it's frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you go back through the season, you can find a tweet from me every three or four games, like sub Steve. You need to make sub Steve, right? Um, yeah, I I just don't see. I I I mean, can you imagine pulling a, pulling your keeper? Out? I mean, it does really doesn't work, right? Wasn't it Chelsea that pulled
1: for Keppa, and yeah, Kepa against and Liverpool. then it went
0: eleven rounds and Keppa Keppa. Sky domed his his penalty, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't save a single one. Yeah. Then he skyed one over. Yeah, you know. So again, like that's why, right? And so then you go through that, but then so he has yep. no reason to, you know, to to prepare any differently. Yeah. But from what I understand, is before the match, he talks about being in the hot tub, look going over going over <laughs> all the data on every person's shot, right? Yeah, and yeah. As he's doing recovery stuff, right? So you are just like okay, but that's what professionals do.
0: I just got a flashback right. to to cool running <laughs> where they're in the bathtub and
1: Yeah, and they're going over all I think all the... it's
0: uh Dereese is, it, is it is that the the driver's name? Yes. Yeah. He's like got all the pictures of all the turns and they're in the bathtub like left. Turning, right, absolutely. Turn twenty four, left, right. <laughs>
1: but 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 again, but that's that's that is what it takes to be a champion, a yeah. professional. Di- again, do... dialed in, locked in. And and, they, and again, the fact that he didn't even know that the, he had won the game when Ilya yeah, hit that penalty, yeah. like he talked about, he was like, he was so locked in that the the only reason why he realized the game was over was Ilya running over to celebrate. Ilya was in his arms and so was yeah. everybody else. <laughs> because you see him like point towards Ilya, like, good job, nice shot. Yeah, and yeah, then next thing yeah. you know, everyone is jumping and he's like, what? It's over? Yeah. Like, yeah. had no idea. Right. But, but that's what you want, right? That's what right. you need. That's what, right. that's what, again, it's the difference. We go back to that Kobe, that, that USA, um, Team USA, you know, Redeem the Team Redeem documentary. Team, when, yeah. You know, what does it take to win, to win, a, you know, to really win it all? And generally it takes those, you know, it, it's not just getting, you know, being prepared for the moment, but it's the hours and yeah. of preparation before that and, that does not let's put it this way does not always come natural you know we and we can see it across every sport every professional league that that does not come naturally to young players yeah. in the way that it does to seasoned veterans. Yep. Right. Yeah. Versus-
0: I, so, uh, man, just I think it really does underscore again like that that feeling of destiny right where everybody's mm-hmm. so locked in everybody just knows the job. There's no question about any of it um let's go back a little bit we are i i mean this this show is always going to be off the rails this we are like talking in circles right now we've already covered half of the penalty shootout none of how we got there (laughs) um so lafc have the lead philly start to attack more threateningly um and honestly at this point i'm starting to feel like they're going to equalize and i don't and if they score it's going to be bad because it might open the floodgates um, so Philly do equalize? I think this was the Gazdag goal, correct? Mm-hmm. That was the first one. Yeah. So on weird. Jose Martinez weird. picks up a ball and shoots it. His his second or third shot of uh, of the game, and Mario was on Gazdag, and as Martinez is lining up his shot, slides over and puts his hands behind his back as if to block the shot where it's going. Jose Martinez, the shot is either deflected or he mishits it, kind of. And it ends up sneaking right through the line, right to Gazdog's feet. Gazdog does a great job of turning and driving into space real quick and slots home the equalizer. And at this point, my heart sinks, not only because we gave up a goal, but because it felt like that goal was coming. And it felt like LAFC didn't have many answers uh, because of the way that they had just come out and started lumping aerial balls in. And just like, here, Jesus Murillo, deal with this, right? And so to get kind of this lucky break like that, I just felt like, man, there's a lucky goal, but Mm. that goal that they've been striving for is still out there. Um, Doesn't matter all that much. I think it's like 10 minutes later that Jesus Murillo gets on the end of of a a corner from none other... Another wow, well, no, none like, other than Carlos Vela.
1: I'm pretty sure it was half an hour because you had oh, they was scored it? in they scored in the 58th and Murillo scored at 82. Oh, okay, so it was a little bit longer than I remember. Okay,
0: so yeah, Murillo gets on the gets on the end of it. and It's kind of like this redemption, right? Because yeah. he, he's at fault for that goal, man. He's he is 100 percent at fault for that goal. Um, and again, it, it was just kind of like a you know kind of a struggle of a day for him because he drew the short straw and had to be. He, like he was just tasked with the more difficult job of the two center backs, I think. And again, Philly's Philly's a good team. They attack well. So it's it's a tall order for anybody. Um and then Jack freaking Elliott gets on the end of a of a set piece, right? Yeah. I mean, just kind of runs free towards the towards the near post and great header from him. Kudos. Uh runs over, celebrates in front of fans. And in what is becoming Typical Los Angeles fashion. Fans are dumping water bottles onto the field, throwing beer cans, whatever. Um, and I, at this point, I'm thinking, what, what are we gonna do? Like this team is not gonna go away. And I think there were like two or three minutes left. That was like the 88th minute or something, mm-hmm. right? Make it to extra time. Get into extra time. Um, and Elliot, first
1: period was n- nothing, nothing yeah, to write home about. Yeah.
0: Elliott uh, Elliot didn't score yet. Yeah. So second second half of of extra time. Kripo there's goes a ball down. over the top and Mario plays uh I've I I heard I heard it described as a hospital ball and like I feel bad for saying that. But like if ever there was a definition of a hospital ball like it's it feels one. so crass to to de- to describe it, describe it this way because of how it ended, but Mario just leaves it. I don't know what he's doing. I think he's just trying to play a nice easy pass so that Kru- so that Krupo could just come out and launch it forward. Hmm. And he just puts nothing on it. And Corey Burke is just like a fire breathing dragon at that point. He's ready to go win MLS Cup, right? And Kripeau comes out out all the way out of the box and puts. A, an extremely hard tackle on Corey Burke. We all, we all saw the tackle one time, (laughs) no replay. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and uh, all I'm concerned about as that tackle happens is somebody go get that ball and send it to the stratosphere. Cause like, I don't want anybody else coming in through to pick this ball up and an advantage being played. Uh, Um, ends up breaking his leg. Some reports about it being con uh, compound fracture is carted off the field. Uh, Corey Burke has to come off like two minutes after play finally resumes. Um, and Cropot gets red carded on his way out. I thought it was pretty incredible that Ismail Elfath like comes over with the red card. As like, he gave a yellow first. On what's that? He gave a yellow first. He did give a yellow first. And then, and then he goes over and he, he's like yeah. pointing to Kropo. He like puts the card up in the air, points to Kropo. I think who's still on the ground at this point, like literally insult to injury. Um, I mean and then, it, it, rightfully so. No, I mean, it's it's a red card. It's a dog yeah. so I mean he's out of the box. It's a it's a bad tackle. Um but but, but
1: according to according to McCarthy, it was the play of the game. Right? Because 100%, at that point, 100% 100%
0: because, because I think it that's gives what gives you an opportunity, right? Yeah, it gives you it gives you something, right? And it I mean otherwise that game is I I think if you give up that goal on a on a Jesus Mario mistake like that I don't think you, I don't think you, you switch the momentum again. Yeah. I really don't. And I realize that's like a squishy thing and I'm, I'm not typically like much for squishy narrative type stuff, but you give away a goal like that on just a lazy back pass. Uh, I don't know how you come back from it, dude. I really yeah. don't. Um, anyway, a few minutes later, it's another set piece and Jack Elliott gets on the end of the pinball machine and puts it away past John McCarthy. And here we are. I think this is like the 123rd minute, and there's like nine minutes of stoppage time. And it just feels like there's nothing that can be done. Right? Even though you have Gareth Bale on the bench, it's uh, like when, how...
1: When Elliott scores that goal, I was like, oh, it's over.
0: Yeah. Everybody thought it was over. Elliot thought it was over. Jim Curtin thought it was over. <laughs> everybody did. Um, Gareth Bale probably thought it was over. Right? <laughs> Uh, and eventually, we work our way down the field on uh, the 128th minute. cheeky Palacios, we've all seen the goal. Cheeky, who has been immense since you know the first, uh, I don't know, since like I would say about May or June. He's just been immense for this team. Gets behind everybody, floats in a ball. And Gareth Bale rises up right over the back of Jack Elliott, and slots one past Andre Blake. I don't know if you've seen the the zoomed in pictures of Andre Blake's face as as Bale is up for the header. It's like you can tell he's scared. Jack Elliott goes flying like a rag doll and Gareth Bale cements his spot in LAFC history and MLS mm-hmm. history by tying this game at the death. And man, I just watching the stadium erupt after that goal it was just something surreal for me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, what what can be said that already hasn't been? Because it was just, I, I don't know if I've ever witnessed anything like that before.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 so poetic of a moment that it it again it feels weird to try and describe it. Yeah, because. Just, just watch it, and and you, like, you'll take in everything you need to take in about that moment. Just absolutely incredible. Yeah, again
1: to, to pull it to pull you from a place where you feel zero hope, right? Again, yeah. and I think that's where it's different because I've having experienced you know like the original Shaq Kobe run, right? I remember there uh-huh. was a particular moment against the Sacramento Kings where Robert Orri buries that three from the top of the key on a tipped ball. Right. And and then there was another one where I, you know, but at the same time that was in game six, there was still another game to be played after that, Yeah. after that moment. And so again, I think this is the first time, you know, one of the few, you know, the few times in, in my life again, and I'm 36, right. That you've been able, and I can truly say where it's like when I'm watching this happen, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, to be pulled from the depths of despair, yeah, to that particular moment, only to feel like he went right back to the Romanian tail, took that penalty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean, to just to to put it in another, uh, again, I I also grew up in Los Angeles, grew up watching Shaq Kobe, um, loving loving those Lakers teams. Um, later as an adult, moved to Cleveland. And it was three weeks after I moved to Cleveland that LeBron announced that he was coming back uh, to the Cavaliers, and then you had those back and forth with the with the Warriors, and obviously Cleveland had this long title drought, right? Back like dating back to the to the fifties and sixties that they hadn't won a title in that city, um, and it is that moment is as special if not on a, as big a stage admittedly it's not on the same size stage as the NBA finals but the the Kyrie Irving three-pointer hmm. over Steph and then the subsequent chase down and block block yeah by by LeBron on, on Andre Iguodala um I mean it, it is like that goal from him is that monumental in terms of like championship impact right because mm-hmm. it's what it's what really won it it's what really sent it uh, I mean, I guess it didn't win it. Right. But it, it got you to penalties is what it's what saved the season mm-hmm. in, at the, at the death. Right. So to me, it's just like, it's just like those game seven heroics from Kyrie and, and LeBron. Um, just, just an incredible, incredible moment. Um, And then, like you said, we go to penalties and here we are. And the narrative is writing itself. Andre Blake, uh, MLS goalkeeper of the year, even though I've said he's overhyped um. And you have a backup goalkeeper who just came off the bench. All my, all my, all my friends that I was watching the game with were, were taking bets on how, like the over under on how many beers he had had on the bench, just sitting there <laughs> watching the game. Right. And yeah. And then Christian Teo comes out. I mean, everything is lining up for you. You get to go first. You're shooting into the 32 and then Christian Teo comes out and unleashes that stutter step penalty. And it's like, my season's over again. My life is over. Everything mm-hmm. is everything is awful, <laughs> right? But like you said, John McCarthy comes out, plays mind games with Gosdog. Gazdag sends it into the thirty-two fifty-two, and the all second
1: sudden, the second life... that Gosdog skies that thing, I I honestly felt that in that moment the game was over.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because again, for we I mean we've been talking about this all season long and on this podcast, you know that from a mental standpoint, LAFC was ready for it.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, they they also have guys like, this is the one thing where you can really say like, Philadelphia doesn't have the personnel for this. mm -hmm. They don't have like, all the talk about Gareth Bale, the reason you sign him, like it's $1.6 million for that one goal in that specific moment. Right. and, the reason you have guys with with extraordinary abilities for MLS and you pay all that money is so that when it comes down to this kind of stuff, they still perform, right? You know, that Dennis Bawanga is going to bury penalties. You know that, I mean, I guess the next two, though, are MLS guys. So I don't know. What do I know? But to me, once they got like going to the penalty shootout, I did feel okay knowing that same thing. Right? They have they have all these shooters, um, but yeah, I I do agree that once dog misses, like that's their guy, right? Mm-hmm. Who else do they have behind him? Um, yeah, and we've all seen it. Bowanga uh, crushes his. Holling said crushes his. Um, and John McCarthy saves going two opposite directions. Two opposite directions. Yeah, do you realize how crazy that is, Josh?
1: That he guessed right on two of them, and not just at the same side, right? Like right, opposite directions. That's nuts. It is, it is wild. What's the he... saying? Where prefer where preparation meets opportunity, something like that. Yeah. Right. Like, right. And
0: then, and then, yeah, Ilya, calm as you like, just right underneath the outstretched arms, Andre Blake guessed right, but there's enough power uh, and it's away from him. And, and that's it. Lift the trophy. (laughs) Like just what, what an incredible 130 minutes of my life. Like it was absolutely incredible. Thrilled to be a part of it. Almost either way, it turns out but happy that we got to celebrate it in the end. (laughs) And that it's like a sweet memory in the end.
1: Absolutely. Instead of the complete opposite, you know, but again, like hats off, you know, again, I don't, I, I just don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Right. Like how they went about it, the whole, the narratives, all these different things. Again, maybe it's cliche at this point, but golly, that, that was something else.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just an absolutely incredible season. Steve Chirondolo in his first year wins a double. Like, just think about that.
1: With an opportunity for the treble.
0: I think, yeah. Think about where this team was at the end of last year, (laughs) out of the playoffs, right?
1: I mean, how how much crap did everyone give um, El Chiva Mayor, right? Yeah. Right for yeah. saying hey, this is what our expectation is, right? And right. again, I I didn't I had no problem with it because again, like I think at that point, yeah, we had all gone gotten frustrated with, you know, the so much of this. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're playing for the future. We're gonna be a selling team. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. I'm like, I don't know if if your ambition matches your your plan. Yeah, right? it was the was the question that we. That we we had we had athletes right, like hmm can you do both right mm-hmm. or at least in the current construction right where you where all you have is you know u22 talent <laughs> and Carlos yeah. Vela. yeah you know so yeah I mean again for for it to all come together again it's it was something else yeah a few things i want to
0: shout out um again the back line which in, again includes Sebastian viaga he gets his due today um, not a single sub on that back line. And you could tell that those guys were tanked at mm. the end. There was nothing left in extra time for those guys and to hold on just yeah. long enough to make it happen for cheeky to do what he does right at the death. Um, man, uh, incredible. I mean, but there was nobody else yeah. who are you subbing in, you don't have another fullback and you don't have another center back. Unless you go with like, unless you're subbing in like 18 year old Tony Leone, right? Hmm. You don't have, you have nothing left on that back line. Uh, you sub in Christian Teo in the midfield because you're chasing a goal, right? And that's all you have. That's the only guy that you can bring in to chase that goal or to chase goals, period, right? For in the mid, in terms of a midfield sub, Um I mean, it, it almost feels weird that Latif Blessing doesn't serve, doesn't sub into this game because he's just he's like the midfield sub at this yeah. point, right? But he uh, he's not going to give you what you needed. Uh, interesting, kind of like sidebar right there. Um, in his presser after the game, um, Torundelo mentioned that Christian Teo is a pure ten. "Quote a pure 10. Which is a very interesting assessment, given the way LA, LAFC play and what roster spots they have open going into next year. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do.
1: Uh, do you do you wonder if again, you know, like I said, what they've used Velen, if now heading into next year, that you have like this interchangeable duo on the right. I mean, now that Tails is moving, Tails is not going to be a DP, right? Mm-hmm. So it gives you, you know, you you don't have to worry nearly as much about, um, what's it called? You don't have to worry nearly as as much about him taking up a DP spot. Yeah. Right. I don't even think Vela's going to be a, a DP next year. <laughs> isn't he on, on Tom Like th- He was, in, he's on like 2.5, but I don't know what that means for next year because I believe that number was for the half season and he can't right. be bought in. And from what I understand, he still can't be bought down.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, um, yeah, cause I think the rules for that are, are just weird. So okay. from what, you know, what it seems like he'll end up, you know, again, you'll have, you'll have Vela there and then again, Teo gets bought down, which was already announced prior to, yeah, you know, he, like when he got here, they're like, oh yeah, they're gonna buy him down, right? Okay. So, it you know, you are gonna have two, you no, know, one, one, another DP spot available, right? Um, you know, again, we'll talk about more about this in our offseason preview, but again, I think it just changes the dynamic a bit if, if that's how you are gonna use them, right? If he, and that's a, that's,
0: a, that's a good actually, I, I really like that idea. Um, of using him in that same kind, a similar role to how you use Carlos right now, because we've seen Teo play plenty on the wing. He looks fine out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So be interesting.
1: Yeah. And again, if you're not having to spend DP money on it, you're probably okay with it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, Josh. uh, Anything else you want to get into before we uh, get into questions here?
1: No, let's do it.
0: Let me pull this up. All right. At wonderful, Dolo said, "Quote wasn't our best day. Always the best coach. Always the coach looking out for our our best. This is just the beginning." Yeah, I mean, think about what Dolo can do. Again, going mm-hmm. back to what we were talking about earlier, think about what he can do with a season to put together his own team. Um, now they're gonna they're gonna have a target on their back, and they're gonna have to go. They're gonna. I think they'll probably have to lean into the heel, uh, to you know, be in the villain a little bit, but. That's okay. They got the star in the chest. It's time it's time to go full heel. That's fine yeah. with me.
1: <laughs> I mean again, and when when have they not been that? Right? Like, I think the thing is like we the thing that I've enjoyed is the LFC is okay not being liked by anyone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. the responsibility, like the only people they truly care about liking them is just their own fans. Right. Yeah. And if that's the case, we're headed in the right direction. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? hmm
0: like just completely out of the blue. I am pumped for Carlos Vela. Like that. You can tell, like he, he takes a lot of flack. We've given him a lot of flack, right? Everybody gives him a lot of flack for being aloof. And I think justifiably so, uh, for not caring about things very often. And you can tell that this means a lot to him. Mm -hmm. And if you saw a celebration, uh, from today, uh, I'm not gonna repeat it on this family-friendly <laughs> podcast, but like you can just tell it means a lot to him, and I am pumped for that man and, and grateful for him delivering on that promise. Like that's just something incredible. Sorry, Juan, to... I, I didn't mean to step on your. On well, your
1: and you question. and you have to wonder at that at that point. Does does that unlock him to a whole other level? Right? Because this is what can... I'm
0: saying. It, it 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 could if if that if this was kind of like a a monkey on his back. That he had to take care of, because mm-hmm.
1: what can and, people truly say about him at this point? Yeah, yeah. Like for what he's doing, you know, like oh, he didn't do it in Europe. He, he, again, he's already past that. Oh, yeah. he's not gonna, you know, like again, maybe there's gonna be other three fans that are still salty at him that he's not coming uh, to direct work your
0: eye or Chicharito.
1: Yeah, he's so, the one not delivering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? So it's like he's, you know, of 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 the of those guys you know, that, that have taken a ton of flack Again, now he, he just doesn't have to hear it anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He can point to the star on his chest and say, what else can you say to that man?
0: Yeah. All right. My boy LAFC Luke. Yeah. That was Murray doing, uh, that was Murray's doing giving up that gimme. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong. What was Murray doing giving up that gimme that ended up costing Crippot dearly? that was more 2021 Murray than 2022 Murray truly disappointing and gutting especially for Maxime i mean Maxime Krepo again hats off to him for literally sacrificing his world cup uh trip for like for MLS or for the MLS cup like that i mean dude uh i i couldn't tell you what Murray was doing i wish i knew <laughs> uh
1: just it, it happens. Just... It happens in moments, right? Like yeah. again, and it's one of these things where, again, I don't. Want, I'm not going to say that it was too big for him or anything like that. I think it's almost one of these specific things where it's like when you've had to dump every bit of your energy into that game, yeah. And no one will can ever say that that man does not give everything, every bit of right. himself right. in a game. You're gonna have a moment. <laughs> you're gonna have moments where you you just. You know, you're, you you do not think you're just, it's just, you know, you're going through the motions that you've gone through every single time. And it just uh, comes off wrong.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just the worst moment yeah, to, like, to do that. Possible. It just so happens. For sure. But, yeah. But it right. happens,
1: you know, and to s- everybody. And again, like if, and if Keeling is there, he's probably not even tasked with doing that. But again, yeah. this is what was asked of him. And, you know, and at the same te- time, if you were to ask Max, does he regret doing what he did? The answer is going to be no, no. right? Because those those guys are just we're just locked in, right? Yeah. And again, it's I mean, something Gareth
0: that... Bale is facetiming him from the field. Yes. Gareth Bale facetiming Maxime Chappot. Gareth Bale. Like, how do you not? How do you not love this team, man?
1: Mm-hmm. How do you not like,
0: look at that and say this team has is has something different?
1: Well, and, and far too often I think in professional sports right we can always point to this like, man like these guys especially in the NBA it drives me crazy because again I think the understanding that this is a business tends to tends to come out more more often than not right yeah. within within the yeah. NBA like the many businesses decisions are made in that sport right in terms of how they handle themselves um, and rightfully so right mm-hmm. um, but Again, this is truly a team that i don't I don't have any qualms about saying that I'm proud of right, right. to be a, you know like I'm proud to root for them I'm proud to to rep it to associate with myself you know like again like I'm proud yeah, it's all you can really say like um you know and i and i I have no reserve doing it right the yeah. way that I would with you know again other other sports franchises especially. <laughs> you know, but again, not necessarily because of the, you know, outcomes, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because, I, you know, like last year, I was like, man, the way that this team is handling themselves, I don't know how I feel about it, right? But it's right. just completely turned the other direction. Right. And it's truly a team from top to bottom, you know, like as a coach, you know, as a dad, right? We can point to those things and, and say to your kids, you know, this is how this is how it should be done. Yeah. Right, and that's something yeah. awesome because, again, I, I in a in a world and a time where that that you don't have that you you just don't have those things available to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nearly as much as you would hope. You know, LAFC has provided that.
0: Yeah. For those of you wondering, uh, I'm the Cleveland Browns fan, so I'm allowed to talk about my team like that. Don't worry. Uh, all right, next one, Mike Oxthick at Three Deuce Five Deuce. We finally took the monkey off our back. We are about to become a dynasty and win several more trophies within the next few years, similar to Seattle over the last few years, always making Cup finals. Expect the same from the back from the black and gold. Yeah, hopefully. So when you when you think about it, uh, LAFC has won three trophies in five years. Mm-hmm. Like I I know I know that the supporter shield whatever got it, but that's that's nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, that is quite the accomplishment. Um, so, I mean, from top down, the organization deserves a lot of credit for doing it right from the start and hopefully there's more to come.
1: Yeah. I mean, you hope to see like some of the youth guys start sprinkling in and, and that, that's what allowed for some of the sustainability for yes. Seattle. Um, you know, again, you're going to need a Nathan Ordaz and a Tony Leone to, you know, be able to come in and maybe not even start, but just to, to, to play when just you need to them fill. to. Just mm-hmm. to fill, yeah. And allow the other guys, in again, maybe those guys become the next, that next step, you know, those ne- next set of starters. But um, again, I think that's, that's ultimately what you're going to need to extend to that next level.
0: Yeah. I mean, it becomes a difference between having to sign Danny Musovski and having a Danny Musovski that you bring up from your academy that counts against you zero
1: mm-hmm. when it
0: comes to salary cap, right? And so then you can take that money and throw it at a midfielder or somewhere else on the field, right? So you can just you can save that way, or I mean, if Tony Leone is is somebody that you can depend on now, that's your now that's your fourth center back, right? Um, that you can depend on in a pinch. All right, Jonathan at Boozology, our boy from shoulder to shoulder. How in the world did we give up that second goal uncontested? Who lost their marking again? For me, it's Mario. I don't know if you saw something different, but for me, Mario is right next to him. On he steps the- away
1: it uh, he ends up being like in just in in a box between four laFC players so I'm gonna put it on literally all of like anyone you know Carlos Vela is standing next to him as well when yeah. Elliot comes up like yeah like there's just there's four guys around him n- no one makes them oh, up oh I'm thinking of the him. wrong goal here I'm thinking of the guys the Ga like, no not this the, is the this, the this is the second Jack Elliot goal to tie uh, it in the 85th I'm gonna where it's like you have I believe it's Vela cheeky. And I forget, and Ilie maybe are all all kind of in the vicinity, and no one makes a move towards him, and nor that I do. I think, you know, what Cheeky's going to climb the ladder against a six foot six Jack right, Elliott, right? You know, none none of those three, you know. But again, why those guys are matched up again? You know, like there's not awareness of who he's matched up against in those part. Like, you know, in that moment too, is another thing as well. That, you know, but again. Yeah.
0: I'm trying In the to end, find this up. Let's see where we are. Yeah, I, I, all I remember is him coming uncovered at, at the front post. And I cannot find this goal. In the highlights. I don't know where it... Oh, here it is. All right. Let's see here. So, yeah, glesness comes through. I think it, it looks pretty well designed. So, yeah, it's Carlos on the front post. And then it looks like Cheeky. And then Murillo. And maybe Bowanga. And then he runs. Yeah, Bowanga passes him off. He's in some sort of zone, it looks like. I mean, everybody's in zone. Uh, and, yeah, it gets over Vela. Yeah, That yeah, I mean that's it. it it's, it's a pretty good design where Glesnis runs through first. Kinda of like a kind of like a like a pass rust mm-hmm. stunt, right? Um so Glesnis comes through one way and then here comes Elliot around the other side and just sneaks right in front of uh Palacios, it looks like.
1: I um, mean, the one for before that for Murray was you know
0: yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, it's like Chichi, uh, uh, Chicho against uh, against Austin last year, yeah, last just week too. Well it just designed comes around. You are gonna find uh, those Gitae. things. Yeah, so it happens again. Zonal marking. You have to win the ball, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. And if they put two two like six and a half footers out there on the front post, and you have Carlos Vela and <laughs> Chiki Palacios out there on the front post you're not winning any balls back there right so just well designed ruthless execution all right eb hate at e hate one hate dare i say hollywood ending back and forth game role playing guys getting uh the goals for us then our backup keeper gives us the go-ahead goal only uh then our backup keeper gives up the go-ahead goal excuse me only to come back up clutch in a penalty shootout, and the dude is from Philly. Semper Fi, hey, hoorah, brother. Um, yeah, it, it's it, <laughs> there's so many twists and turns to this plot that uh, I, I, what do you do with it? Again, it's it's it feels absurd to try and describe it because
1: yeah. it, it makes zero itself. sense, and the best thing to do is just to enjoy it. Yeah. Right, like enjoy it, drink the tears of the galaxy, and and Philly fans complaining so about salty about you know roster spend or whatever it may be out there. Yeah. Oh, just enjoy being in people's in in people's dreams. You know. Yeah. Tonight, like if you you want to see the perfect meme, go over to Monty's Twitter and um, LA Wanderer, and it's just you know again it's. Um, you Know them, them, LFC fan
0: going to sleep dreaming about the trophy, right? Mm-hmm. And then a galaxy fan dreaming wide awake, about... angry, yeah. raging about thinking about the guys dreaming about the trophy. Oh, yep,
1: perfect again, you know, again. And, um, I, and as, as as people want to continue to talk, right, and especially the galaxy fans, you can clearly point out and you know, shout out to the voice of black and gold. I think it may have been Eric who said that the. You know, every time that a ga- the Galaxy walk out for these matches with the, with the kid mascots, none of them has ever seen the Galaxy win a trophy since they've been alive. <laughs> like, my daughter's 10, she's never seen, you know, been alive for a Galaxy cup. Win. I think they won in 2014, didn't they? Was it 2014, didn't they repeat 2013-2014? Wasn't that the last one? I don't remember. But again,
0: those still one of these points still where stands.
1: They've, it's been a while. so there's some pretty old kids running around there that never seen it yeah (laughs) i mean again still enjoy um you know just just live it up enjoy it soak it in that's the best way best way to get the it's one of these ones where as much as we want to sit there and try to explain and understand these things sometimes it's just better to to just enjoy you know soak it up
0: all right, Sam Lehman, at Sam as a lawyer. As a follow-up comment from last time, Cheeky is my man of the match. He was everywhere and the heart to drop a dime at 128 minutes, down a man. If that was his last match, he's an LAFC legend. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody involved in that play is an LAFC legend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I... I I'll be more surprised if if Cheeky is gone than I will with than if Sifu's gone. I I imagine I imagine there's already a handful of clubs that are just that have everything agreed to that know they want him, that just are waiting for the transfer window to open. Um, But certainly wouldn't be all that surprised to see Cheeky move on in 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 January.
1: Well, and and the what and the. The World Cup will give them yet another opportunity to continue to, you know, to put himself in the shop window for these teams. So, again, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, those guys have played a critical role, you know, in in this in the cup win. And again, like I said, as as sad as you are to see them go, um, you can't help but you know, be happy, happy for them. And, you know, like I said, and they came and did what, and yeah, they came and did what many have tried and failed. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's off to them.
0: Tom Kamalari at Bronk Fan 7 This is why you watch, why you support your team, why you buy tickets, why you invest your time. A cup final with unsung heroes where three goals were scored by defenders and Acosta, a mid who isn't a goal scorer, where Philly's top dog scored an equalizer and totally biffed his PK. Where Cheeky, most improved player on the team, runs down a ball to set up Bale, who scored the $1.6 million goal. McCarthy, always the first guy on the field to party, gets the moment of his career, and only fitting that Ilya, the team MVP, was the one to finish it off. What a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have nothing to add, Tom. Incredible. Nope. Incredible. Jared, at LAFC, after the game, I went back and rewatched the Carson and Austin highlights. We scored at least one dead ball goal in each game. You can't win an MLS cup without being strong on set pieces, huh? Improved on that, uh, this season, despite a drop off post fall and have a cup to show for it. Yeah. The thing about these situations is that you control them, right? You control where the ball goes. You control where you line up. You control when you play the ball, right? Um, so there's there's an inherent advantage to to doing that as opposed to just trying to score from open play because it's all it's
1: it's all stopped, it's all controlled. I mean there's a reason why in the World Cup most teams focus on set pieces than anything else. Yeah. Right? Because it's yeah. again, like I said, with with short preparation time and, and the MLS playoffs is no different. You you. There's only so much you can work on. A lot of times, that's the easiest thing to be able to. Right, work, uh, it's, to it's put something into highly practice. repeatable,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to come up against teams that defend them in similar ways because there's only so many. There's only so many ways that you can defend a set piece, right? There's a hundred different ways that you can set up a back line, uh, but it's something that you can repeat and drill and drill and drill. Somber Amorath. That is how you win. I have no notes. All caps, lots of exclamation points. Yeah, a mm-hmm. definition of how you win, right? Uh nothing mm-hmm. to add. We'll we'll worry about the the details later, but for now it's just a party. Um, the Bacchanal. Feeling amazing right now. I love this team, I love this fan base, and I love this podcast. Hey yo. There you go. We are champions tonight. Our boys did us proud. And I think we all should give an apology to one Gareth Bale. We all had given up, including myself, and he saved our season. Josh, would you say you gave up on Gareth Bale?
1: I gave up on the idea of him being a starter that played a ton of minutes. Yeah. Right. If anything. An important Um, piece. No, I I felt like there was there's there's always a chance he was going to play an important role because he has again he's broken my heart so many times as a Liverpool <laughs> fan right yeah. for for him for me not to respect him in those moments I think what what the difference is is that he went, is, is more so that he was never you know again his fitness just again has not been something that he's been able to get a handle of. And so again, there were reports that he couldn't even—he just couldn't even kick through the ball. Yeah, right, which is maybe why you don't see him take a penalty.
0: Add which... that. Add that to the <laughs> to right. the Hollywood ending, right? The guy who comes on and he's got a strained hip abductor where he can't even—he like he can't even properly strike a ball. So the only possible finish he could have gone with was a header. A header. Oh yeah. my gosh, dude.
1: And, yeah, and so you know when you think about some of those things, um, again, like I said, I, I, I. I just had a sinking feeling he not sinking, but I, I had a feeling that there was he was going there was gonna be an opportunity for him. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Um and whether or not he was gonna capitalize a whole other story. But again, he the he shows up in big games and has just always done that. Yeah. Right. And again, you're gonna if we're gonna say we have to pay him one point eight million dollars to show up and up, up in a big game and win us a cup.
0: Start to go fund me right now. M- money well spent, <laughs>
1: right? Like every All team right. in the league would line up f- for that.
0: Yeah, yep. All right, at Wonderfuls back. I'd like to hear a breakdown of Ibiaga's performance this game, since I know you have a bone to pick with him. Uh, I think we did a fair job of it. Um, seems like he was he was the guy tasked with winning the second ball, as those balls were or, or tracking runners as. As the balls were played into the the Philadelphia forwards, and he did a great job of it. Again, to be honest, he did a great job. LFC weren't all that overly concerned with distributing out of the back in some kind of clear, clean manner. Um, so, I mean, it's a game that suited him, and, it, and he showed up big when we needed him most. And he did it for 130 minutes. So, hats off to Sebastian Ibeaga.
1: Absolutely, I have nothing to add because he was immense.
0: Yep. Uh, Justin 33W, give us our star, Josh. Hmm? We'll see. Is is how's it going to look on the new away kit?
1: Hmm. I want to. I mean, I'm excited. It's another one where it's just like, now, now I know I just have to spend another 90 bucks on a jersey because my my daughter's already asking me for a for next year's kit. Which again, <laughs> it's it, it's I have no problem buying it, but again, now I have to buy the one from this year with the star on it. Right? This is yeah, the problem. Yeah. Well,
0: you don't need to buy the linen kit. I think, yeah, forget that. But no, I mean, the, you can, the black that, one. The black one will still be current next year.
1: Yeah, with a star That's why I'm saying I'm to, either oh, that so, or I have, so to you beg, have to buy a second one. I see. Yeah, I I'm gonna have see. to beg. Yeah. I have to take it into free. I mean, into the store and beg them to embroider the star. Yeah, me. yeah, that's a good idea. I'm sure
0: there's shops all around town that can do that for you. Yeah. All right. Here's our our uh bros at the shoulder to shoulder podcast we got nothing to ask just in awe of what we just witnessed yeah again what else do you say apparently 113 minutes worth of content though (laughs) there's enough to say (laughs) uh Corey at we don't post ever what can you even say oh my gosh it's the same thing what a game what a team what a season p.s thought teo looked good in the midfield yeah i I was surprised to hear charondola call him a pure 10
1: Again, I'm it's it'll be fun. I I'm really excited for this, like for the next season preview, because I think there's there's just a a ton of cool things that I think the, the team is capable of putting together.
0: Yeah. The Bacchanal is back. Also, thank you to Kirk and Josh for a great season of insights and banter. Also all the regular uh commentators. I love LAFC, but also love our counterpress community. Hey thank you, Bacchanal. So kind of you. Lavanda Popular. Uh, seemed like Philly took control in the second half. Was there a tactical shift that you noticed after Chicho came off? We switched to a 4-2-3-1, which seemed to help nullify whatever we were doing. Um, whatever they were doing. I didn't notice a big tactical shift. I didn't think Teo was playing all that central. Uh, I think it's just, I think it's just him more being a 10, being a forward, trying to get forward a little bit more. I don't know. What about you, Josh? What did you see?
1: I mean, I think, his positioning started, you know, it is what it is. But I think it's him floating and looking to create in the middle of the park. Right? It's just, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, again, his like like Vince always said, right? Put the the quote unquote position is just a starting point where people, yeah. you know, and it just the tactics will change. His positioning will change. But I think it's what he's tasked to do comparatively to, for example, a Sifu or an Acosta is is where the the variance will be. Yep. All right,
0: next one, Brett Van Oort. Might be late, but set pieces galore. Only goal in run of play was Bales. Even the Gazda goals right after an initial attempt at a clearance. Amazing. Yeah. Just a crazy way to score a bunch of goals. Um it's just such a such a fun game. Last one, Josh, fittingly. I did not plan this. This is just literally the last one in the in the stack here. Jobs finished from Christopher Colonna. Jobs finished, man. It's over.
1: And Leave it at that.
0: That's it. So continue to troll the Galaxy fans that are crying. Continue to celebrate loudly online and around Los Angeles or wherever you may be. Um, live this up. We have we have two to three months to celebrate this uh, and just kind of like bask in the awesomeness of that game. Um, yeah, I and then just back to CCL and back to another season of MLS and Honestly, I, I feel like I can hardly wait at this point. I'm 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 amped and ready to go.
1: Yeah, again, it's I don't I don't. It's been a while since I've been this excited for the next season, so soon after the last one.
0: Yeah, yeah. A uh, little administrative note. Um, we've been talking about changing our theme music, and now seems like as appropriate a time as ever. Right? We're gonna we're gonna go on. We win a championship, so we got to go to something else. I think Josh is partial to some sort of hawaiian reggae intro uh i have no preference as of yet but uh if you have any ideas let us know uh license free of course but uh we'd love to hear your thoughts on that you got something on that josh
1: no thank you rest right on point there
0: okay all right uh you can follow this show at counterpress underscore don't miss us in the offseason you can follow me at kirk kinsey josh LFT josh on twitter all right Enjoy it, Los Angeles, and we will see you in a few weeks.